You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. Rage! Sir, alongside the Raging Redhead. Can't rage! Stoic. Rage! Rage! Rage on, friend. It's Surly Wednesday. <laughs> it, is, here. It, is, it is hump day, Surly day. Surly day. Surly day uh, here on uh, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I guess you could argue every day is sort of Surly yeah, day. Kind of. Today's just a little, uh, <laughs> little extra, extra saltier uh, today. Uh, but Mark Lawrence will join us. Hey, he's a ray of sunshine. Yeah, so we could be bitter and sort of just, I don't know, yeah. complain about things for the first uh, 20 minutes of the program. <laughs> then Mark comes on. on. Hey, guys. Hey, friendly database. Yeah. Fun. And then and we got Lou coming on later. Oh, Gam Lou. Great yeah. guy. Yeah, it's hard him. to be uptight when Lou is around. That's a good point. Two so, great guys. Yeah, yeah. But we can. Uh, it's easy to be uptight when Tony Sincott is around. <laughs> So we can get back to our surliness uh, in the 6 o'clock uh, hour uh, with, uh, with the Tony Sincata. And I'm pulling a Tony today. I'm actually firing off multiple uh, lineups uh, nice. here. Digging deep. NBA, yeah. I like the, I like the board so much uh, tonight in uh, DraftKings NBA. And then I'm like, man, I got to put another lineup together right now uh, with, with this, you know, with, with this lineup. And these guys, uh, tough betting board here this evening. Once again, we did uh, better. Uh, better than worse uh, last night. Uh, yep. Last night, the National Hockey League frustrated me a little bit. I was on the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're up 3 nothing. They lose. Yeah, they pissed that one away. I'm on the Philadelphia Flyers. They're down 3-1. They come back. They tie it 3-3. They're down 4-3. They tie it late 4-4, only to lose in a shootout. It's frustrating. Losing shootouts is the worst. I That's the thing. I, 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 so do I. So do I. Like, if you actually look at our track record of shootouts since we've been betting, probably at about like 20, 20, some 23 percent. Like, I, I'll lose. I don't I'll, say I'll, this yeah. about every sport either. Like, I don't lose every college football game that goes to overtime. overtime. Yeah. Like, when a college football game goes to overtime, I'm not like, oh, I'm screwed. Like, I can't. I won't win. I can't win. Oh, you can win. Like, Major <laughs> League Baseball extra innings, sort of hit yeah. or miss. You know, it is what it is. You win some, you lose some. But. NHL shootouts, it's no joke. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I've probably been involved with about, let's say, 300 shootouts, like, over the years. I've probably won about, like, 10 to 15 of them. <laughs> That's a bad percentile. And the word the worst like, is... About, like, no, 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 seriously. Once, I know. Once every two months, I'll win it. Like, honestly, like, I swear to God, off the top of my head, I know for a fact. I won a shootout with Vegas, like, in November. And that's the only one. You that's could the have. only that's time that I remember winning a shootout this year. No books. And I yet. did win a sh- couple of shootouts in the Olympics. Actually, yes, yes. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah, win that's a shootout. That's a good call. That's Olympics. I won a so. shootout or two in the Olympics. Problem is, I don't. I also from- lost a shootout yeah. or two. In the yeah. Olympics. Hey, in the final of the women's game. Hey, that, the problem is, no, I'm not exaggerating, Cam. Like I have literally lost. 97.7% of all shootouts that I'm involved yeah, with. Shootouts blow. And, uh, and it's uncanny. And these bo- books now what they're doing, a lot of them, I-, I love the buyout option. I just want to get my bet. Like, I don't even want to deal with the shootout. <laughs> know what they do? Locked. Like, a lot, my, a lot of the books that I play my shootout. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just thought I could buy back. You know, it's 50-50. Well, it's, it's, it's supposed to be. Yeah, well, I think there should be an option. At our sports book, that's like hey, at our sports book, you're all going to offer five and a half rocks. And That's, curling, I should be able to at least buy it when it's supposed to be 50-50 in the shootout. That's like calling the uh, the stockbroker 
uh, to ask if you can get your money back. Can I buy out with the stocks when you're watching the news and yeah. uh, and the company's plummeting? Can I uh, can I uh, can I get out of this thing? That, uh, that already happened to me, Marenzi. The only time I ever got a stock tip was from a rich guy with a boat. And then, you know, I went water skiing with him. He's like, oh, this telecommunication stock Nortel can't miss. I put all my money into it. I could have just basically I got to return beer bottles for more. Yeah, you what a probably would have uh, gotten yeah. more. <laughs> Yeah, the blue chip stocks aren't yeah, all, always what suck. they're cracked out yeah, uh, to chip, be. Blue chip. So that's why we always say, like, there's no such thing as a lock no. in sports betting. For every lock, there's a key. There is. Now, the uh, match play started. Oh, yeah. let's. Uh, we've had some good results so far, buddy. This is, like, so let's hope this the thing starts like this. We had Ty Hatton won his first match. That's good. We're, we have a piece of Hideki. He did his business. Things are going well there. Norm. I have a 400-to-1 parlay. Yeah, literally and figuratively, a 400-to-1 parlay. I need Paul Casey, Sergio Garcia, John Rahm, Ty Hatton, Matsuyama, and Fleetwood all to win their groups. Uh, dude, you're going to start to – you used to love Stevie Nicks. You're going to hate Fleetwood Mac pretty soon. If uh, He's losing in his match, but it's the first match. Poulter's up uh, – two. he's two up through 14 holes, but it's not over. It's not over. Maybe he can come back and salvage uh, something. It's some magic with the last four holes. Yeah, it's going to be disappointing if they if the rest of them actually uh... – I don't want to. I don't want to do. I don't want to give the old Barry Horowitz or talk before something's over, Gabe. But I said about watch out for Rory McIlroy coming off the win. I don't like the situation. Remember, I got Peter Uline at 175 to one to win this thing. He's up on Rory three up through eight holes right now. Yeah, I knew Rory I, was. I, I bet too. him today. Guess what the line was? Plus two thirty. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's it's not over yet because Rory could turn it on a dime. But it's a good start. You just bet the head to head. Yeah, I did. I did head to head matchup, and I have Uline to uh, win the tournament, which is not going to happen, but. It's just more of a fade on McElroy. So we'll keep our eye on this uh, throughout the afternoon. We'll talk uh, Sweet 16, college basketball. We've got NIT action tonight as well. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com, will join us. Lou. Lou. Lou will join us, and uh, I'll just uh, express my frustrations uh, with the UFC uh, when Lou comes on. Although we do have a really good uh, fight coming up in a couple of weeks, but they seem to be few and far between. Uh, right now, the really major sort of everybody's talking about them uh, type of fights. And I'm not talking about the freak show circus, stupid fights that you know, it's a big mistake, man. You went with Connor and Floyd. Connor hasn't fought in since the company's gotten yep. cold. The biggest event in the past year wasn't even your event. It was a Floyd Mayweather, but it was yeah, boxing. It was boxing. It wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys made money off it. But, you know, I'm, I was surprised, you know, for smart guys like this, that they sort of. They're, they're really thinking with short-term vision all the time now. They're basically, how can we make money today, this month? How can we fleece this network for a contract? How can we, you know, and don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure it out in two months. You know, well, what if we do this now? What are we going to do in four months? Don't worry about it. You know, listen, I live my life like that, uh, but... You don't want your. That's why to be I'm like, not. That's not. That's why I'm not the head of a four billion dollar operation. Great point, Morenzi. Like, I will say this though, because you're like, hey, you got me into UFC, but I'm even going to tell you back in the day. Here's from my perspective, from a guy that you know what I mean. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't watch every single card. I'm not as hardcore as you, but I'm into it because the last couple times it's been okay. But my, I remember Gabe back in the day. We used to have parties. We used to have fights. We yeah. used to have because there was good 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 cards every month or whatever. If you're going to throw this stuff out like week after week after week. The product's going to get saturated. It's saturated right now, and uh, it's not very good. No, you're exactly right. It's 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 not special anymore. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't gone out of my way to see a UFC event in years, to be honest with you. And I used to go all the time. It'd be like, man, 
I can't miss this. I got to be in Vegas for this card. I've got to, uh, you know, hell, I used to go to, you know, various cities to see uh, the UFC. Now, like, basically, I don't know if I'd cross the street. And, like, honestly, and I'm, I'm still a fan. Like, I yeah. enjoy it. I watch it. The fights yep. have been good recently, actually. It's been a lot the of last violence. Couple, yeah, it, true. The cards have been good, but it's just the direction of the company is not a good one uh, right now. But that's not my problem. Um, You're saying as a stock, you wouldn't buy. No, but speaking of stocks, uh, Sam Darnold's stock is going up uh, right now because, ooh, Sam Darnold's having a good pro day today. And I'm not a fan of Sam Darnold. And, you know, I don't, I don't like picking on these kids. I'm not, I don't want to tear this kid apart or anything like that. But I don't know, Cam. Like, do you, do you recall USC winning a lot of big football games like over the last couple of years with Sam Darnold? No, I, I recall a program that actually – starts very very weak out of the gate they come out very very poorly and then they try to make a run at the end to do something and just fall a little bit short it's like well, that's usc Sam, football Sam darnold measures nine three inch uh, inch hands like, i don't give a crap man actually i do want a quarterback with big hands though i want big monster mitts like big like a butcher jamar <laughs> jamarcus russell had big hands yeah that that didn't that didn't work out yeah, i know he, he he did a lot of bad things though when he was in the league game i'm just not a fan i'm not a fan of this pro day stuff it's basically like uh, getting a job interview and telling the company you want to work for, yeah, you know what? I can't travel to come in right now. You better come to my house where I'm more comfortable. I'll be, I'll be at uh, my best when I'm sitting on my own couch in a controlled environment. I get it. It's part of the process, this pro day stuff. But the thing, to, the thing with me with, uh, with Sam Darnold is he doesn't seem to handle the pressure. He seems, it seems to be labored for him. He's not having fun on the field. You don't see him smile a lot. He sort of puts a lot of pressure on himself. And, you know, the, the footwork's not great. The interceptions aren't there. We're, we're there too many for me. And the big games. You know, losing show up in at Washington games. State, yep. getting killed, man, just eaten alive by Ohio State in the bowl game. A lot of hanging his head. Like Josh Rosen got beat up at times. He was on a worse team. Like, I'll guarantee you, if Josh Rosen was on the USC Trojans, they would have been better. But but think like, about Rosen this. was on a bad team, but you'd see him. He'd be, like, on the sidelines with Mora, sort of, like, eager to get back in. Yes, well, even if they were down 21 or whatever, he'd be like, come on. And even Mora would be like, dude, we're down 28. You're getting killed. We're going to take you out. Rosen just sort of has that constant competitiveness. I'm not saying Darnold's not a competitor. He's a good quarterback. I'm just stating I'm not, I'm not in love with Darnold as his top five savior, Cam, at all. Listen to this one. You can use that example of Rosen. Go all the way back in the calendar to the crazy game versus A&M. They were absolutely getting throttled in that game. Yeah. And you know what? Like, they were down, like, 30, 31 points, I think it was. And he came back. He looked at Moore and said, you know what? We're not done in this game. We're not done. They came back. They came back. They came back. And they actually won. That's true. The thing about that kid is they've been in situations where they were getting throttled. Even when the game in Memphis, they didn't win, he battled. The numbers were good. He made plays when he had to make plays. Opposite. You're absolutely right about Darno and games Like Washington State, come on, Gabe. My cousin played there. They got one of the worst defenses in the United States. Like I don't care if they, they can put up 45. They're not good. That's another they're thing, They're not too. good. Why do people call him Sam Darno? I often hear that. It's Darnold. Darnold. Yeah, exactly. It's That's Darnold. Yeah, it's Darnold. That's what I call him. I know. Well, I, mean, I guess I he's mean, from. Is he from the Bayou? No. Crawfish? No. He's from California. Uh, yeah. So it should. Uh, if his he was, name hey, is Sam Darnold. If he went to LSU, but I always Darnold. Darnold. Yeah. It's like it's not Darnold. It's like it's Darnold. <laughs>
But I hear a lot of people, Sam Darnold. It's not. It's Sam Darnold. Yeah, if, he was, if he's from jambalaya country, I'm no linguistics, I'm no linguistics expert, but it's not, not complicated. Darnold. <laughs> Hooked on phonics. Yeah, supposedly the Cleveland Browns uh, like him. Uh, with the oh, number one pick. don't. So Cleveland. That's all you need to no, know. No, Cleveland. Don't. No, 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 Cleveland. You got Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, how's that? How's that going to work out for you? He'll, he's he's going to battle. Gonna work out well. He's going to battle. Well, I like the wins over too. Though I, I, Cleveland's going to get probably how many wins next year? I'm thinking they can get to six or seven. I think it's going to be a huge improvement from last year. But growing pains. You don't have to throw a kid in there. Now let let uh, your boy do his thing. Let the double T do it, and then uh, then you put in the kid. That's the problem with Cleveland. They threw Kaiser to the Wolves. You know, um, you know how many uh, quarter? You know how many uh, quarterbacks from UFC? Have uh, from USC? Did I say UFC? Yeah, UFC. How many quarterbacks from the UFC? How many quarterbacks from USC have won a Super Bowl before? The answer is zero. Yeah, none. Like uh, there's there's no success with USC Trojan quarterbacks. They all look good in college too. They actually and are usually good looking fellas too. Like they they got that look. Hey, I'm a quarterback. Like well, they all, they all, they all look everybody else. Yeah, they all look the part. That's yeah. exactly Carson Palmer. That's actually not a bad example. Actually, I think Sam Darnold could be a sort of Carson Palmer type serviceable like good i'm not saying he's terrible i'm not saying he's a bust but well who's carson palmer's all right he's well, not great what about hot tub and uh, matt liner that's a bust i mean basically usc trojan uh, quarterbacks are like the kardashians they're good looking at first uh, but they're going to cost you a lot of money and a lot of grief in the end yeah and get really annoying and they're going to ruin you <laughs> so you're going to end up like lamar odom smoking crack uh, getting wasted at the like the bunny ranch and stuff like that um, see, I'm listen. I'm not saying Darnold's a bad kid or anything like that, but and listen, I'm not even in love with Josh Allen to be honest. But I like Josh Allen better than Sam Darnold. Yeah, I, I think Allen's a lot better. Too. Josh Allen's got a. He showed up. He's he's a he's a prototypical NFL. He's a Philip Rivers type. Uh, Josh Allen. He's religious. He's rah rah. If he throws a pick, he doesn't care. Oh, we'll go get him. Let's go. He's like a. Clap type on the sidelines. That's a good way to be. Yeah, he's you want to have a short memory, man. Yeah, short the memory. people people will like to play around him. He's he's a competitor, almost like a Ben Roethlisberger type uh, with, with Josh Allen. Um, his accuracy is a little off. That can be taught. Listen, Darnold Darnold's good, but I think he more looks the part, Cam. And you just called it it's that USC thing. You look at him; he's big and he's got this arm and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. But didn't they all? So did yeah, those they were, guys. They're all can't miss guys, and Josh a lot Booth. of them missed. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how much better. Put it this way, I'm not sure how much better Sam Darnold is than Cody Kessler, the kid that the Browns took uh, in the fourth round. Oh, I don't think he's much better than Cody Kessler. No. Cody Kessler actually, he, like when, he, when yeah. Cody Kessler was at USC, he did all the same things Sam Darnold. Did. Exactly. Actually, in, in some and games, I showed up it. more. They went on a run, but if you look at the USC Trojans. Man, they struggled. They struggled against Western Michigan. They got their ass handed by Ohio State. Uh, I think it was the, the Wazoo game that they lost. You go down the list, there were a lot of games. The Texas game earlier in the year. There were a lot of games where USC just barely won the game. Darnold wasn't great, but he had a couple of drives. I don't know, man. Like, Darnold had all the pressure of being the number one pick. Remember last year, people, oh, you should leave. This guy's the next coming. And, now, and I remember, too. People were like, oh, everyone's going to, like, you're going to tank to get Sam Darnold. And I remember Darnold saying, and I'm, I, I actually like him for saying this. Uh, they said, what do you, uh, how do you feel about word that the New York Jets are going to tank this year so they have the, the number one pick so they can draft you? 
And he said, any team that's tanking so they can I get don't want to. I don't want to play for. No, he yeah. said, any and team. I like that. He didn't say that. He didn't say that? No. No. That's what he should have said. Let me finish the story. <laughs> he didn't say that. He said that he said uh, any team that's tanking for me is crazy. That's what yeah, he said. That's pretty bad, too. And, you know, and, you know he was being honest uh, here in that I think he sort of sent out the message there that, listen, I'm just a guy. I'm not the savior here. You'd almost want him to say, you know what, I'm glad they're tanking. Because I'm going to save that franchise, and I can't wait to go in there and take it over. But he said, any, any, any team is going to tank for me, man. They're nuts. Basically stating, that, hey, I'm just a kid. What, you know, what do you expect from me? Doesn't sound very confident. But he's going to make a lot of money. I'm just hoping he doesn't go to Buffalo. California kid in the snow. Not cool. Uh, I can handle Rosen, but uh, I don't want Darnold. I've been wrong before with these. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, don't forget DailyRoto.com. Dominate DraftKings and FanDuel Major League Baseball contest this summer with Daily Roto's MLB projections and optimizer. Go to DailyRoto.com slash premium and save 10% with the promo code FNTSY to use all the same tools and projections that millionaire maker winner Drew Dinkmeyer uses. And the tools uh, just don't uh, work uh, for uh, baseball, uh, for football. This is the same site that uh, Drew uh, used last year for uh, top $550,000 DraftKings live final finish. So head over to DailyRoto.com uh, slash premium. Save 10% with the promo code FNTSY and see the results for yourself. Yeah, it's tough to go to war uh, with people when you don't have the same weapons. That's a good point. A jackknife versus a machine gun. Yeah, you you bring a little box cutter. Drew Dickmeyer is bringing the optimizer. Exactly, he's bringing the grenades and assault rifles. The optimizer, man, that that thing's like a big ray gun. The optimizer takes out cities. Let's bring in uh, Mark Lawrence uh, right now. uh, Playbook.com, the premier gaming uh, newsletter in the business uh, by far. Mark, it's always a pleasure. How you doing? I'm doing just terrific, Gabe. How are you and Cam doing? Always a pleasure. We're hanging in there, buddy. You know what? We've, we've we've had better days, better weeks, better years, better lives. Uh, Not much but, going on right now, right? <laughs> but but like uh, like I said earlier, it's hard to be grumpy when we're talking to you, Mark. We're like, you know, I'm not in the best of moods, but you know, Mark's such a nice guy. It'll be nice to talk to Mark Lawrence. 
I feel like Santa Claus, guys. Jeez. That's... <laughs> are you bringing winners? Yeah, winners are gifts. You're bringing yes. winners. A big sack of winners. Have you been good or bad? That's the question. Very bad. Uh, very bad, but we still want gifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you know what? I've been very good, but the Get gifts it. don't come, yeah. so now I've realized I might as well just be bad. Yeah. That, that's the reality of it. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, let's jump in uh, here right now. Now, these are some notes courtesy of this week's newsletter, the Sweet 16 newsletter, a wealth of information. Uh, but for the third time in the last four years, a total of six teams returned to the Sweet 16 after having been there the previous season, including Gonzaga, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan, Purdue, and West Virginia. According to Mark Lawrence's database, since 1992, teams making a, a right-back appearance in the Sweet 16 are 85-52 and 52 straight up. Woo! But just 61-70-5 and five mm. against uh, the spread. Something to keep our eye on because a lot of these teams, you know, I, I sort of think, yeah, you know, Gonzaga advances, but I'm not in a hurry to lay five and a half, uh, six points uh, in this game. Similar situation with the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, this week, I guess you could argue the same about Kansas as well, Mark. Yeah, you know, it's uh, that's a good gauge, the Sweet 16 returnees, for at least teams that maybe make it to the Elite Eight round. But you're talking against the spread here, and the fact of the matter is the majority of the teams don't beat the number, the Sweet 16 returnees. And there's some good spots that are better than others, if you will. Uh, one in particular is a, a role that Michigan is in this week that, you know, a lot of the public is going to be all over uh, the Wolves this weekend. But, you know, you find these teams that are these returnees that did not win by double digits in their last game and if they happen to be a three or lower seed they're only three and 13 straight up and three 12 and one to the number so that works against michigan in a role like this so you can use these returnees with a you know with a, a little bit of salt on them if you would because they can be good on one side and really bad on the other yeah, Mark, an lot of times, too, but betters, we forget. Things are different the next time around. Like, you look at Michigan, they squeak by Houston on a buzzer beater. And A&M, these guys are throttling North Carolina, right? People have short memories and stuff, but you can't look at that type of stuff when you're betting right now. And I'm looking at your the, the statistics that Gabe brought up, but the returnees, though, recently in the spread, but in the five games ATS last year, three wins, no losses, and two pushes. When you break it down from those teams just last year, no losses. So that's a pretty good sign for these returnees. Yeah, they did a nice job last basketball season, unquestionably. None of them got beat to the spread. Uh, looking deeper into this thing, you can break these things down by seeds as well. And this all gets to uh, one of the points I want to make about these Sweet 16 teams is uh, number one seeds that return back do well. They're 29-2 and two straight up. So very seldom will you see a number one seed that was there last year get bounced in the Sweet 16 round. Uh, and the, the game that I'm going to, you have Villanova and Kansas, obviously, the two number ones that are still alive here, but if you break down the, these number one seeds and they're taking on beatable foes, the guys that have a win percentage of less than 800, they're 20-0 and 5-0 and straight up into the number when they're not a favorite of six or more. That's the Kansas Jayhawks. The team I personally feel is the Rodney Dangerfield of this Sweet 16 lot here. <laughs> the, the number one seed <laughs> getting no respect whatsoever. Uh, you know, they go from, uh, you take a look, guys, at the current odds to win this whole thing. you got Kansas, uh, the sixth best team to win this whole thing here. My goodness, at 8.5 to 1 and the number one seed. So, you know, what have they done to warrant this? The answer is I don't know.
I don't know why Duke is favored to win right now, to be honest with you either. I think they're overpriced. And, you know, I brought that up, too. I've been banging the Kansas drum. I'm, I'm always on Kansas, but I've been banging the Kansas drum all year. They've been underrated. Last week, Mark, it was a joke, or two weeks ago, when West Virginia were actually favorites against them in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, but, you know, I never get the credit for being right as much as I am. But I said this on the March Madness preview <laughs> show. They asked which team, and the tournament hadn't even started yet. It was on a Monday, days away before the tournament started. And they said, which team do you think will have, like, would cover both games? It just cruised through, no problem, win and cover both games. I said Villanova. And uh, here's uh, Mark Lawrence's Sweet 16 incredible stat uh, of the week. Number one seeds in the Sweet 16 round off back-to-back straight up. And ATS uh, wins are 18-0 straight up and 15-3 and against the spread since 1991, which leads us uh, into to the Villanova Wildcats, who I actually think uh, are going to ultimately uh, win the national championship. And that leads us right into your cold diggity dog, uh, Mark. Not, a, not, a, not the ugly dog, but the cold dog, shivering dog. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad, bad owners, man, leaving That's them outside. Exactly. It's like those dogs coat. you see on the commercials of Sarah McLaughlin crying. <laughs> um, Cole Diggity Dog, another major uh, role. Sweet 16 returnees have a difficult time responding. Uh, comes whenever they're placed in an underdog position. Simply put, these teams coming off the Sweet 16 are four and 17 straight up, six 14 and one as underdogs when facing eight 40 or greater opponents, including two and 13 straight up and just three and 12 against the spread. When those foes are off a straight up ATS win, it's just like a uh, it's a bad recipe for West Virginia. It's like West Virginia's got a lot of bad trends here. Villanova have a lot of trends. The game is played on the court, but Villanova are just so damn good. Villanova's, I think, the team to beat here right now at this stage. They shoot so incredibly well, the best shooting team in the in the tournament here. And uh, I'm going to zero back to what we started this conversation about, is what has Duke done to deserve being the favorite at this point? And my answer is real simple. Uh, let me ask you guys a question here. Uh, what do diehard Duke fans and a bucket of, I don't know if I can say this or not, but a bucket of shit have in common? Duke fans in a, a bucket, bucket of, of shit. shit. Wow, well, that's a tough question. Wow. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, a bucket of shit. I don't know. What is it? Uh, tough. The bucket. The, bu- <laughs> the bucket. Wow. Wow, Mark, that's strong. I didn't see that one coming. We're saying that's the bucket. <laughs> oh, Mark, that's amazing. Wow. wow. Never heard that one before. You guys are killing me. You with the dogs out in the cold, Mark, with a shit uh, bucket? Yeah, I never, never. <laughs> Well, no love for Mark Lawrence, man, for, for Duke, Duke, Duke Buddha. Hey, my favorite line of all time, too, is uh, Billy Packer. Billy Packer, right before he got canned at the end, he started to get surly and stuff. We had him on the show, too. He was actually a nice guy to me. And I loved him for saying this, but I guess, like, the Duke students and, like, cheerleaders were in his way. He went to the bathroom. He was doing a game, and he came back. He was like, get the hell out of my way. And he told him, I hate coming here. And I guess he looked over and he goes, oh, by the way, you know, you're the ugliest cheerleaders in the ACC. That's what Billy Packer told a bunch of wow. cheerleaders. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, Billy Packer called out the cheerleaders and uh, yeah, CBS and everyone, they weren't, they weren't pleased. Like, it was near the end of the line. Uh, for Billy. Ultimately, but those are still the fans, guys, that go, you will work for us one day. Like, you know what I mean? you got to come back at that stuff. Hey, we're not going to be a servant uh, to Duke. I hate Duke. I would, yeah. actually, you know, so what do you think? You think Syracuse can hang around getting the double digits, Mark? 
Hey, uh, before I get there, let me do a take two, guys. I blew that story. That story should have been, what is the difference between Duke fans and a bucket of shit? Okay, the difference is the bucket. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Yeah, we, we, got we still those. got it. <laughs> okay, cool. Moral of the story, Duke fans are uh, piles of shit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the exactly moral of the story. Of the story. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> Sorry, Duke. Right now, <laughs> right now some Duke Henry fans tuning Henry in. Duke like, fans hey, burning like, up the keyboard. It's a little, a little harsh. It was like last night when I, I was ripping Gary Bettman. Somebody sent me an email, uh, tweet, tweet going, I wish he would just drop dead. I mean it. Uh, and I'm uh, like, yeah, that's a little harsh. I just said I wish he retired. Exactly. <laughs> I got a new job. Say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you start wishing people drop dead, you're going to get hit by a bus yourself. So uh, better better be careful with that, buddy. All right, so Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse. Listen, I was on the Qs. I've been riding this Qs hey, train. It's a good, it's a good train. Uh, the difference is we all know, and you know, I'll play Billy Packer right now. Obviously, the zone defense, if you can shoot the three, but not just shoot the three, but if you can lob it over the zone into a big man in the middle, you can beat up on Syracuse pretty good. They've got Bagley in the middle. I've just found, Mark, that the public, and we look at this as an indication of Duke being favored to win right now, which is crazy, um, that the public likes Duke more than they should. You know, to me, like, the spread should probably be seven or eight in this game, not 11 and a half. Like, Duke just are overpriced, and it's a lot of points. The only thing is, Syracuse, Cam, they're like a football team that runs the ball. If they fall behind, like the Buffalo Bills or the Baltimore Ravens. Or Navy. If they fall behind, they're in trouble. Like, if Duke just start raining threes and it's 38-17, they're not coming back. They can't come back. But... They've got athletes. What, what do you make of this game, Mark? Well, you've got uh, the, the obvious, the two all-time winningest coaches in college basketball history, both ARP card holders here, 71, 73-year-olds old. The oddity here is they met they met 20 years ago in this tournament. They're the only two coaches that have revenge from a game 20 years ago that are still coaching the same two teams. They've been there and done that, okay? But what I do like about Syracuse in this game is the fact that Duke does not play well as Double-digit favorites in this turn in, in this uh, in this round here, the Sweet 16 round, when they're coming off of a straight up an ATS win in this tournament, I should say they're one and eight. The last nine times they've laid doubles coming off a straight up and point spread win are the Duke Blue Devils. This is a big, thick, rich number. They laid 13 and a half at home earlier this year when they pounded Syracuse. They're laying 11 and a half here. It'll be 12 when they tip this thing off. So you're getting value to Syracuse on a neutral court for this number here. And I love Bayheim. I mean, Bayheim, uh, when he's been in the tournament and he's off an underdog win like he is, the comeback the next game, he's 8 and 4 straight up, 9 and 3 to the number here. I think this game is. 60 to the winner, and you have to grab 11 and a half when you're talking 60 to the winner. Hey, Mark, Gabe and I want our ARP cards so we can get cheap food when we go back to Vegas. I like the deals that they have for those guys. But You, you uh, do, huh? You can use mine. You can use mine, okay? <laughs> Thank you. I love the database, Mark. Great stuff you did breaking down uh, the Gonzaga-Florida State game. I love this. Great stuff in pointing to the Zags. Their scoring margin, plus 16.7 in comparison to Florida State 7.4. Also, out of the team's left, Florida State giving up the most points, too, at 73.2. Good situation. Uh, Zags have had time to prepare the database says go zags go mark few 
Well, that's what that is. It's all about the stats. If you don't, if you if you're just a stat player here, you gotta like Gonzaga in this basketball game here. I know the numbers are a little bit ugly, as Gabe said here. You don't like yourself laying these kind of points at this stage of the season here. But Florida State is probably, arguably, the one team that doesn't belong here right now. You can say Nevada, you could say Loyola, but I think Florida State is the one team that, when they entered this tournament, you didn't expect to see them in the Sweet 16 round. And when you have a defensive liability, when you allow more points per game than any team in the tournament, I think you're in trouble, and I'm with the Zags in this game as well. Uh, Mark, uh, unfortunately, as a Michigan fan, I'm all too aware of of the Big Ten um, general struggles against the SEC uh, in football. Uh, But unfortunately, it looks like it translates to basketball, specifically for the Michigan Wolverines uh, as well. Uh, as they just they generally struggle against SEC teams, specifically away from home, three eleven and one against the spread, uh, their last uh, fifteen uh, games on uh, away from uh, Ann Arbor against SEC teams. This game, Michigan, to me against Texas A and M, I think it's another one that just comes down to the wire. I think Michigan will get it done late, but it wouldn't shock me if if Michigan won by one or two again. I think this is going to be a defensive battle here again. Two really, really good defenses here. You got Beeline, who we all know is really good in the postseason here, but the one thing John Beeline's never done in his career is beat a Southeast Conference team to the spread. He's been there seven games. He's 0 6 wow. 1 to the spread in those seven games, and he's laying points to a pretty good A&M Aggie basketball team here right now. And Billy Kennedy, I mean, he's been in the seven NCAA tournament games. He's won and covered five of those seven here. I got to grab up the points. If I see three here, a full three with the Aggies, I'll be riding them in this game as well. Yeah, but uh oh, you and all the hipsters, Mark. You guys are making a number go down though. So now it's coming down. It's two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it comes down uh, comes down uh, even more. All right, we've got about uh, two minutes uh, left here right now. Loyola, Chicago, and Nevada. Oh, the Cinderella game. Yeah, interesting game. One of these teams going to be going to the Elite Eight. Well, you know, I think right now, you know, the team, the divine intervention has, has helped Loyola get here right now with the nun and everything. They've done a great job, but they Sister deserve G. where they yeah, the sister Jean, where they're where they they deserve where they are. They're they're the best offensive shooting team in this tournament here, offensive field goal percentage wise. They play really sticky defense here. I like the makeup of this basketball team here, and you take them away from home this year. Loyola sixteen and four straight up, fifteen points spread wins. They know how to get the job done here. I think Nevada is riding on a champagne high in this basketball game right now. What they did was unprecedented. I'm with Loyola. I'm with the Ramblers in this game. Nothing like a champagne high, but headaches the next day. Unbelievable. Yes. Nevada has only led in this tournament for four minutes and 24 seconds. And they're, uh, <laughs> and they're, uh, they're in the and they're favored. And they're favored. <laughs> yeah, in the Sweet 16. Unbelievable. Mark Lawrence doesn't like you, Duke fan, but he's still got a great uh, playbook. Playbook.com. He's just kidding. Thanks, Mark. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis. Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses. No strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
Our boy Fred Courier checking in from Las oh. Vegas. Shout out to Fred Courier, actually. I got a, uh, a He's living at the Bellagio, though, not Circus. Circus. No, Fred, Fred, Fred Courier's a, a successful guy. Fred, shout out, Fred. Thanks. I got the package last night. I got a Fusillo uh, pullover, Gabe. Great for the golf course. <laughs> Huge. And yeah, it's a double XL, too. It fits. See, the Bellagio looks nice. It looks, I, I'm not disputing yeah. the nice. It's actually of it, it's too nice for me. Yeah, I kind of like a see, They're not serving $5 mango daiquiri. No, those today. drinks at the Bellagio are a cool 17. Dude, I went to the Mirage, actually, with that Clay Travis thing. Went to the Mirage. I ordered a, a vodka crayon. 13 bucks. Uh, I wanted to play the game. I was actually going to say 12. I was going to get real close there. Yeah, it was 12. Whatever. It was 12.75. A double's 20 bucks. It was 15 bucks, essentially. I gave him two bucks, right? It was 13. She put seven bucks. What am I going to do? Two, here's one. Yeah, exactly. I actually did leave one. Then I realized that I'm in a mirage. I'm in yeah, a leave, leave two. I left two. <laughs> so she wasn't. She sort of gave me to look uh, after. I put yeah, the other yeah, one there. There you go. It's like, whatever. Are you happy? You got me for 15. Right away, too. I looked over at Shell Dog. I said, uh, I'm leaving after this drink. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, I actually bought two drinks there, and I was down 30 bucks. And I'm like, all right, um, 30 bucks at Circus Circus, man. You, you're getting, 30 bucks at Circus Circus goes a like, long yeah, way. You're getting like four big mango daiquiris from Vince Neal, yeah. $7.50 apiece. And or strawberry if they're still slush. So, yeah, no, I love both of those, man. Those, those drinks were fantastic. T-Bone's on his way to Vegas just getting on a plane, oh. our boy. <laughs> Circus continues. Too bad we're not all there together, yeah. but uh, it's the, the merry-go-round to Vegas. Hopefully, uh, we'll get we'll have a get-together on one day uh, in the, in the future. I hope so, buddy. Hope we can get back. I, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna tell you. I didn't realize like when I stayed at the El Cortez, I thought it was like the biggest like cool dirt bag casino. But I gotta tell you, Circus Circus had a lot to offer right there. The drinks were cheap. Uh, the people were great. Everybody like it. It was nice. We didn't get kicked out for being you know for being wild. It was very very positive reviews. I'm trying to figure out if um, if Demar Derozan is going to be playing tonight. That's a great question. Well, they said they were, he was resting for this game against Cleveland tonight. Supposedly. That's uh, supposedly. But the way they play, they find ways to win with anybody in the second unit. So there's no real need or emergency to play him. But I would assume he's going to play against LeBron in Cleveland. I believe local beat writer Michael Grange reports um, that uh, DeMar's going to miss the game. But oh, Michael uh, Grange couldn't report the weather if yeah. he was naked in the Arctic. <laughs> That's true. I, I don't. I don't know how valid this report is. I don't actually believe it at all. I don't. I, I, I'm willing. I'm willing to bet against it. Actually, you know, all these stooges that cover the Toronto Raptors, they're they're talking about like last night and about other crap and this and that. How about letting me you know, know who the star the, player is playing or not? So you can put your damn DraftKings yeah, team like, together. I don't, you know what I mean? You guys, your your crap ass networks, TSN and Sportsnet. You guys buy the rights to everything. You own them. You own the damn team. You cover the team. You keep people like me out of your dressing room. So do your damn job. All right? Do your damn job instead of right now patting yourself on the back, bitching about your damn jobs. You're a bunch of useless piles of crap like uh, Duke like, fans. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Duke bucket. Oh, you guys. Grange and Doug Smith. Yeah, Doug <laughs> Smith. Oh, a real insider. Right? <laughs> I haven't learned one thing from Doug Smith in 22 years. <laughs> He's my neighbor. Go to Eric Smith's Twitter account. The dude's tweeting about music right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's my neighbor.
neighbor. <laughs> you know what? No, he's not a real friendly neighbor either. That's what? A, you can say whatever you want. Oh, he's got DeMar. Yeah. No, he's got. Oh, shout out to DeMar DeRozan because he's on the cover of Slam. Yeah. Well, All right, is, is he, he playing, playing tonight? tonight? <laughs> is he playing tonight? I I don't know. Okay, Eric Smith tweeting about Josh Rosen. I can do that, Eric. I know I'm not the beat writer for the Raptors. I don't give a crap about Josh Rosen. That's not your job, all right? No, your job is to cover the Let Raptors. Let the Buffalo Bill beat writer handle the Josh Rosen to Bill talk. I got nothing against Eric Smith. I actually, you know, actually I, I a, like him. He's not a bad guy. I think he does a decent job. I'm just saying, you know, and he's dropping a ball on Twitter right now. Yeah, we played in that celebrity football game. Well, you know, pretty friendly. I, you know, earlier I went on a little rampage uh, online about all the useless Toronto media types. Yeah. And I figured, you know what, uh, Eric Smith's not bad. I bet you he has something. I go to Eric Smith and no. What are you doing? Raptors outscore the Magic in, in the third, in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Thanks. That was 18 hours ago, yeah. dude. Magic cover. Oh, man. Let's see. <laughs> You're like hot lava, I told you. Like, the lava is just getting to the top of the volcano. I'm not sure if it's going to erupt, but I can tell you, it's at a nice boil right Let's now. see what my boy Leo Rowden's yeah. is saying. Oh, Leo, yeah. Go Syracuse. <laughs> Go Cuse. <laughs> That's true. That's what he's going to have on his Twitter. Go Cuse. Yeah, we got to get him on later in the oh, week. Oh, yeah, he's fired up about Syracuse. We should try to get him on uh, for, yeah, I, I agree. He'd love talking talk Syracuse basketball. Leo's the best here. See, Leo's on top of it. Flying over Toronto, going to Cleveland. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> so he's on the way to Cleveland. Nice. Yeah, he's so a- I cut him some slack. He's on the plane. The thing is, Leo Rowland's not the beat guy. It's not no, Leo Rowland's no. job to re-report no. who's playing. It's Leo Rowland's job broadcast the to broadcast game. who's playing. And analyze yeah. the game. He shows up. He sits down at the, the desk. It's not his job to be telling you who's going to play. I, I got no problem with Leo. That Brissette kid from Syracuse looks pretty good, right, Morency? He's, like, really, literally down the street from me. He's fantastic. He is on fire. So you said Eric Smith's your neighbor? No, Doug Smith. Oh, Doug Smith. Doug Smith, yeah. Yeah, He's uh, he actually lives across, like directly across the street from my buddy Forbes, who you met. It's a girlfriend. I go over there. We used to go over there for parties all the time. Uh, he's just hacking darts all the time. Guy smokes a lot. <laughs> he's a damn chimney. He's a chimney. Yeah, he loves to smoke. Anyway, you're right, though. I wouldn't mind some updates. If you're, if you're the beat writer of the team, like it's time, time to get the information flowing, please. All right, uh, so... <laughs> What's going on in the Gulf? Oh, I got great news for you, buddy. You want some good news to keep the to keep the lava at bay? Uh, we got uh, interesting stuff happening right now. We got some uh, finals. Right, who who else came in there? You got Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed, big winner, three and two over Hoatong Lee. That's in the bank. Some bad news for you. A shocker. Ian Poulter upsetting Tommy Fleetwood. That's not good for business. Three and two for Poulter. But uh, what a pile of crap. Yeah, steaming pile of Duke bucket. Kevin Chapel, Tony's <laughs> guy. Hey, this one's for you, Steam shrimps uh, kevin chapel three and two over uh, daniel the hamburger and uh, jason day taking care of business early beating james hahn four and two gabe i gotta tell you something this is i put uh, fifty dollars down on this at two plus two forty uh, my guys Afro went, barn rats getting it done oh yeah Afro barn rats up uh, one up through six on uh chez Reedy. and uh what else do we got Paul casey dude peter uline got, we got the shocker of the tournament right now i thought they were gonna laugh at me so now i kind of sound decent on my golf show peter uline is five up on rory mcelroy through 11 holes he's got to finish the deal good good plus, good. Yeah, plus, plus 230, 230 yeah. nice I'm not laying 270 with Rory McIlroy in a first round ah, bet. He knew coming off. No, the yeah, win. After, off the win too. He probably wants to get out of this tournament early and get ready for Augusta. It's only in a couple weeks. I played a five dollar parlay that pays one thousand forty two dollars. 
I need Paul Casey to win his group. Yep. I need Sergio Garcia to win his group. He is, and Sergio is leading right now. I need John Rom to win his group. John Rom, one up through seven on Keegan Bradley. I need Ty Hatton to win his group. Ty Hatton has won his first match. Yeah, and I need Hideki, uh, Hideki Matsuyama to win That's his group. That's in the back. Dude, you need Fleetwood to go on a heater, and that parley's got a chance. Yeah, why, why, why to go, Tommy? Where's the cash-out option, man? <laughs> yeah, that's a problem, yeah. Froze. No bet to cash out. Yeah, because Fleetwood lost. If he would have won, there would have been like a, a a shining banner with lights. Cash out, You're cash right. out, if, cash out. They cash would out. offer me for my five probably like 125 yeah, I'm bucks. I'm thinking closer so. to 250. If every one of your first guys won the match, I think they'd get a little bit scared. They might get, They might give you a little bit more. Who's Fleetwood play next? Oh, that's a great, great question, Gabe. I've got to go to the database for that one. <laughs> round two. Let's see who Fleetwood plays in round two. Tell me lies. Tell, tell me, me sweet little, little lies. lies. Yeah. Hit some putts. People told me lies that Fleetwood was a good play. Uh-oh, it's not good. You and your friend from the DFS hour basically just butting heads. It's Kevin Chappell oh. versus Tommy Fleetwood oh. at 10.14 a.m. Texas Chappell. time. Chappell. Chappell's pretty good. Uh-huh. Don't worry. Fleetwood might just, he might have just needed a wake-up call. At least they caught the Unabomber 2.0. Uh, oh, in Austin? For the tournament. <laughs> Bomber 2.0. Sure, these golfers are real excited about going to Austin. That's a, that's a, I don't think it's right there, but it's a little bit, uh, it's, it's, yeah, she, it is just outside of Austin. You're right, Gabe. It's right in that same vicinity. Good call. But uh, this guy's bombs were like crazy old school stuff, like clothespins and like weird Pretty, stuff. Uh, I got to give the kid I know credit. What, that is insane, actually, when you really break it down. That's wild stuff. You know how he got caught? Cell phone. Really? Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Cell phone. I watched a show the because, other day. Uh, because yeah. they were very smart, you know, technology nowadays. So basically the feds turned on like a, a net, sort of. Like imagine a computer screen yeah, net. a huge net. Of all phones. Every phone is tracked. People don't realize oh, this. Oh, yeah, for sure. But every phone's like a little GPS tracker. So they can spot your location. So basically it's not, not a bad idea. They basically put a scan over all the phones around all the bombs, and they narrowed it down to this kid's number. They're like, look, this number is always in the vicinity. His cell phone is physically always in the vicinity, and it's not, you, you know, it could be a coincidence once or twice. Not all You're a jogger, whatever. Yeah, I happen to be near it once. I happen to be near another location. But not six times. Nah, when you get to six and seven times and the same the same phone number keeps popping up, that, yeah, this, this phone is always in the vicinity of a bomb. It's pretty slick that they were able to narrow it down. i got to be honest. So moral of the story is, guys, if you're going to do something serious, don't bring your phone with yeah, you. That's another thing. That's how great call. That's like, how guys. Even get, if you turn it off, they can track. Guys it as well. get caught on Dateline and 2020 all the time. When the guy murders his wife, he, what? You're you're taking the phone with you on the trip? <laughs> they have it right there. It's like, wow, man, you went to the desert. Here, Everybody needs their phone. Like, wants to check the, Facebook. Just keep the phone at home, man, or bury it somewhere. Another and get or get a secondary phone. When I lived in Vegas, it was one of the first days that I moved there too, and it was right by my building. It was right out of uh, CSI. So it was literally like I looked out my balcony and I saw sort of like the cops and the whole nine yards. So basically, this dude, it was a taxi driver. It was, there was a taxi driver in Vegas and uh, he was separated from his wife. And his wife actually, so no, the taxi driver was the guy having the affair with a wife. So it was just a dude in Vegas. I don't know what his job was. Separated from his wife, there was like a local taxi driver that uh, started seeing his wife. 
but they were separated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was sort of classic stuff. He used to go and knock on the door and yell and cause a scene on the lawn and, yeah. you know, kind of the, the crazy guys. So everyone knew him in the neighborhood. So basically, like, there was that scene where he showed up, he showed up, and big scene, and then basically the taxi driver disappeared. All right? But there was no proof. So basically, but the guy was slick, man. He he went up to the Red Rock Mountains and stuff up in the canyon, and he came back, but he left the car outside my condo in Vegas. That's why where I came, yep. and the cops were there. And they found just a speck of blood on the car and stuff. But Could have had a paper they, cut. Yeah, but the guy was slick, man. He had alibis. It was like one of these. It was planned. Yeah, it was like, yeah, and would he be that stupid to get into an argument with the guy in front of everyone and then go drive him into the desert and kill him? And there was no evidence, basically. And I remember it was like a week or something, and people were like, come on, guys. It's pretty much, you know. This pretty, guy did it. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be him. And then finally they nailed him. They basically, same thing, his cell phone. They placed him. They had no other evidence besides the fact that what was he doing in the exact spot with your phone where the body was buried? Phones get you They everywhere. tracked the phone up to the exact spot up at Red Rock, and they were like, all right, dude. You got into a fight with the guy. Your phone is here. Like, yeah, you don't have blood on your hands, but and they were able to nail him with this. So these phones and your GPS in your phone is used against you and and tracked. Oh, that's how they get everybody all the time, buddy. I was watching some show. Actually, have you seen uh, Lieutenant uh, Kenda, Homicide Hunter? Yeah. He looks like Don Knotts. He's Joe like Kenda. A, yeah, Joe Kenda. He's a homicide hunter in Colorado Springs. Great show, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, that town's crazy. Like a, a lot of things happening there. Like you talk about the bombs in Austin. This guy bought a house, Morantz, and he was going through some because there's uh, Colorado Springs, a lot of army bases and stuff like that. Guy went through a box. Guy just moved <laughs> in the house, found a grenade, pulled, poof, just blew up the neighborhood. Like it's just, I'm telling you, that show. You see stuff that is absolutely unbelievable. I really request like people if you're out there and you get that show it's a lot of fun great great show one of my favorites you love those uh, homicide yeah, shows. I, I also like him because he's always like you son of a bitch like you know what i mean he always cracks some jokes when he's tracking down guys and he acts tough and he's got he's knowing he's got a great hairpiece great hairpiece you a fan of the first 48 uh, I used to be. It's getting a little bit stupid now. They're playing to the camera a little bit too much. <laughs> Remember at first it was more like, hey, like we're catching these guys. Now the cops are like, hey, you know what I mean? They, they're acting all tough and they're trying to crack more jokes because they know the cameras are rolling. It, it used to be more raw. If you notice, most of the homicide cops on uh, the first 48, their method of investigation is basically to go back to the police station and wait for someone to snitch. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Well, you know, they're all like the voiceover. 36 hours later, there are still no leads until the phone rings. Exactly. Like, well, we got all right, we're on it. It's like, great, great work, guys. What do you mean, great work? Somebody called it in. Like, somebody, like, you put a reward out and somebody snitched, all right? That, that's what happened. Like, that's They always real. go back to the pork and beans and never get the answers they need. Like, the people are like, ah, oh, it's this guy again. Like, they hear said it. They never get answers from the people. It's embarrassing. It's brutal. The one thing, <laughs> the We're one thing the about the people beans. on that show, though, man, they're such bad liars and stuff. Oh, they are. Like the criminals are embarrassing. It like, always goes just... from I don't know what you're talking about, man. Well, what body? I don't want murder. And then it goes to yeah, I was there. It's like yeah, yeah, I might have held him down while my friend beat him with an axe. I don't want to give. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to give murderers tips. But you know what I mean? A lot of the times you can keep your story very, very simple. Like, I went into the bar, I had a smoke, and that's what my DNA... Like, you know what I mean? Instead of <laughs> telling a big, elaborate tale about banging this and doing... You know what I mean? You're just setting yourself up for the kill. Like, be smarter. Right, buddy? Don't bring your cell phone.
Moral of the story. Moral of the story. If you're going to kill somebody, keep the phone at home. Don't be a Duke fan. And, uh, yeah. Don't bring your phone with you. When's the last time you got good news on your phone anyways? Never. Ever. Anyone ever called you? Hey, I got great news. Friends don't call anymore. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage on radio. Great stuff with Mark Lawrence earlier. Man, a wealth of information. Sure. Crazy amount of information. In this week's uh, playbook, great numbers. Like, he breaks down every single angle, every single statistic. It's fantastic stuff. Yeah, some some key uh, key stats uh, here. Uh, Leading in, we talked about uh, Michigan being in a bad uh, trend uh, spot. You know, these trends and these numbers, though, they're sort of reliant on past NCAA yep. history, right, uh, as opposed to specific specific teams. All right, so we're getting a lot of tweets from people uh, that are in Vegas uh, right now. We were just in Vegas, and you know what? I wish I was still there. It was a great uh, time. One of the people that we were hanging out with uh, was Lou from Gamblu.com, a true gentleman. Lou steps up. and What's up, Lou? Not too much, Cam, Gabe. How are you guys doing? I think uh, we all made it back safe and sound to our respective homes. Yeah, barely. <laughs> we barely, yeah, barely made it. I wanted to uh, check in with you on Saturday, Lou, but uh, being the uh, rocket science uh, that I am, I actually uh, booked a Saturday night uh, overnight instead of a Sunday night, and I only clued in at about 2 or 3 in the afternoon on Saturday afternoon. I was like, man, i got to leave in six hours suddenly. And then that That's led genius, to chaos. Genius. You know, it actually worked out well. It actually worked out well because Michigan won. I got my money, and I got in a taxi, and I went right to the airport after. Great point. If we had another day of bets, like think about if things were going to sour. Like you got out of there on a high note, and that's tough. Yeah, I didn't love the game Sundays either. That's the thing. You got the money. We hit the plane. Everyone wanted us to stay too, Lou. Like guys are like, "Come on, come on, we'll take you to the strip club. You're not going anywhere." It's like, guys, no, we're not, we we got to catch this flight. It's yeah, unbelievable. We had Fair one enough. guy. We had one guy that was like, "Listen, he pulled out a, a stack of money. money. He's like, look, I got money. We'll handle your ticket later if you miss the plane." <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, what are you trying to ruin my life here? Like, I got to get on this plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's a great story, but I mean, part of Part of knowing how to get to Vegas, that's about 20% of the deal. Uh, 80% of the deal is knowing when to get the hell out of Vegas. It's a good point. Yeah. Put it this way. I was upset I had to leave, sort of, but I, I doubt it. I realized it wasn't a bad thing. You're right. What do you think? You think Circus Circus? They probably wish I didn't leave. They're like, ah, oh, he'll lose the money in the morning anyway. That's the thing. It's like, I took their money and left. It's like the scene from Owning Mahoney. 
talk to me at 4 a.m. You know when Mahoney's yeah, yeah, crushing yeah, yeah. them, and at the end, all he has is nothing but dry ribs and a Coke with no ice. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's that movie moral. makes me cry, actually. That's the moral of the story. So, uh, the moral this... is hit and run, baby. It's all about yep. hit and run. Hit and run. There's no UFC this week, uh, Lou, but uh, the Khabib-Ferguson uh, fight is around the corner. Looking forward to this one. The number just keeps climbing, man. Every time I check in with this, uh, Habib's a bigger favorite. Yeah, it sets up to be a great fight with, uh, you know, a, cr- a contrast in style. The, you know, if I could call anybody better than world-class wrestling-based fighter, it would be Magomedov. But let's not forget that Michael Johnson in the first round lined him up and, and popped him square on the chin a couple of times, and I don't yeah. think he I don't think he wobbled Nurmagomedov, but he definitely startled him. And Ferguson's, you know, going to have some height, six inches of reach. So we can't disregard uh, Ferguson, to be quite honest with you. But all of that said, this is not a fight that I'm targeting simply because I don't like the dog or the dog price here. Uh, I'm looking for value in other parts of the card. And the next fight you bring up, I'll expound upon greatly. Which is uh, from the main card or the undercard there, Lou? Yeah, I wasn't planning on bringing up the next fight. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking there. I was going to start off with Dunham and Obam Mercier. But when you take us, you know what, Lou? Take us wherever you'd like to go down the the dog path. Yeah. Perfect. Well, the co-main event is a rematch between Rose Nama Yunus and and Joanna Champion. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, That's a good one. that's That's a fight where we had Rose in the first fight. And the reason we had Rose was because Joanna was taking the uh, young champion rise to meteoric fame train and drinking champagne, buying designer jeans, taking flights, doing all kinds of press uh, conferences and and getting used to the paparazzi, but she forgot to train for the fight, and she got humiliated. So in the first fight, Joanna Champion opens 450, and she closes somewhere in the 700s in this fight. She opens 210, and you can get her right now, minus 135. This is a run. Don't walk to the window and go bed Joanna right now because you're going to get a great value on her price, and you're going to get her best effort since, since she became champion. Now, is it enough to beat Rose? I surely think so, but we could lose the bet, but we're getting such great market advantage. This is a really, really opportune spot for Joanna and a terrible spot for Rose. You could tell at the time that Joanna was falling into the the pitfall. She was such an aggressive and tough chick. But as you stated, you could see she started to get more glamorous, more makeup, more glamorous, more, hey, I'm on the the Jimmy Kimmel show, or she was on Conan O'Brien, or she started to do the TV hits, started to embrace it, believe her own hype a little bit. Often happens. I get it. One thing with Rose, though, and I'm a big fan of Rose, but I agree with your angle on this fight a lot. I was surprised that Rose beat her the first time, even with Joanna's distractions. And Joanna always used to get beat up early in fights and sort of dig down deep and then take it to another level. But one thing with with Rose is, Namajunas, is unlike so many of the champions and female champions as well, 
that go for the glitter and the glamour and right away at being the champ, she really isn't. Like, she doesn't fall for the pitfalls of fame, Lou. Like, she's one fighter, male or female, that she doesn't care about being famous. She doesn't even want to be famous. Like, she doesn't want to be on a Conan O'Brien show. She doesn't. Look, she shaved her freaking head because she got tired of people saying how hot she was. And she is damn hot. But she shaved her head. She's like, I'm not a sex symbol. I'm not, I don't want to be known as a sex symbol fighter. So she shaved her head. Like, she's definitely not the type of fighter that is distracted. Like, I think Joanna can beat her, but Rose isn't falling for the, 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 the trap that a lot of champs do. I can guarantee you. No, I, I would agree with that. But Rose's limitations aren't her mentality. It's her physical ability to fight, and I don't, don't think or she can stand up. Game. up yeah, with, exactly. I, I don't think she can stand up with Joanna, even despite what happened in the first fight. I watched it. I know it. Joanna got ice. But this is going to be a new fight, a new night. I don't think Rose is the class fighter that Joanna is. I could stand corrected, but I, I can. I will say this. I think this will be the last time in, in, you know, several months, maybe a couple of years, where we're going to be able to see Joanna minus 135. What a steal. This is like the Hooked on Phonics card, guys. See some of the last names of these guys? You got Grutzenmacher, Magomed Sharapov. Like, it, it's pretty. I'm looking yeah. at some of the names Look here. at the it's difference. Like, wow, look at her. her. She's very pretty. That's her. Yep. That's her with hair. Ooh. She... Yeah, she looks a lot friendlier with hair, I'll tell you. Bald, she looks like she's going to knock your teeth out. Exactly. She looks so, tough, Lou. She looked like she she's, used to sort of look like, you like, know. She looked friendlier with hair. Yeah, very very yeah. pretty girl. She like, is very gorgeous. Know? Yes, gorgeous, in fact. Yeah, but you see, like, yeah, she got the cheekbone. She looks like a model, actually. She really does. But, yeah, she didn't like that. Like, people were no, like, oh, you're want, hot. Show me like, from my fighting. Don't yeah. worry about my looks. Enough of this. Yeah, exactly. It's one day she showed up just completely shaved. And she's never gone back. It's worked, uh... It's worked for her, but she's a nice girl. I pull for that is going to be yep. a hell of a fight. Um, you know, it's not a bad card. You brought this. Listen, I, I brought this up on Twitter earlier about, you know, the, the major fights are few and far between right now. But the Poirier-Gaethy uh, fight, that's going to be a nice violent uh, fight. Condit and Brown's kind of a throwback murderer's row uh, type of battle between those uh, two fights. So there's there's some there's some decent fights on the horizon. Uh, what do you what do you what's your early lean? Um, surprising to see Michael Chiesa as a 140 favorite against Anthony Pettis, and you know Pettis isn't a fighter that he used to be, but it's just one of those. Wow, I mean Pettis is the one that used to be on Wheaties boxes. You know what I mean? Yeah, what a what a fall, and and it just goes to show you. But but Pettis has tread. I mean, he was fighting back in the WEC days against uh, Gil Melendez, Benson Henderson, and the likes. Uh, he he should have to glory. Career. He but should he, almost he, he'd be perfect in glory, Lou. You know, he, seriously. I, you, you can strike, you can a, kick. So why get taken down in the UFC? Just go to glory. Play to your strengths. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go to glory. Kickbox. You yeah. know, that that makes sense. But uh, you know, these kids and and you know they, these aged fighters that to me are still kids. You can't tell them that they they tasted the limelight and the top organization, and that's what they thirst for. And the older fighter doesn't matter what organization or what era, they don't get it, and they they fight too long and end up getting put to the glue farm. It's a cruel sport. Glue. <laughs> uh, we don't want to mention yeah. glue farms, Lou. We don't like that. Like, we like our, our horse is alive, but uh, we don't want to send him anywhere anywhere but the winner's circle, friend. Fourth place finished last. He's fourth place last day. 
Yeah, it's okay. We're not. We would never take him to the glue. It's funny about me and Gabe too. It's actually like we've owned this horse. He's out for five months. Like some guys are like, I'm doing another radio show. He's like, kill him, kill. I'm like, well, no, we're not killing the horse. We're gonna pay the money to bring him back, right? We're like we're humanitarians, Morenci. We should be working for PETA on the side. Yeah, any person that says kill uh, the that horse, I don't like kill it. our horse. I'm not going to your funeral. Exactly. No, well, you only that only happens if the horse is injured that you have to. But I mean, any animal. Hell, the animals are closer to the Lord than the freaking three of us are, and all our listeners too. Great point. No, I was just going to say, if he can't run anymore, we'll take him to a petting zoo. Like we're not going to kill him. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's not not part of the, the plan. Kids, yeah, let the kids ride him, whatever. Hey, Lou, you got an opinion on uh, Moicano and Qatar in, the, in these fights in, in the main card here before we go through? I know we talked about the first two fights. Uh, any value on the favorite or the dog here? Yeah, I, I need more study on the, on the rest of those matchups. I'm, I'm glazing over them real quick. I can tell you that the Magomed Shapirov, Bosniak, the first fight, that, that'll be a lawn boy going over spring grass. I mean, Bosniak is just going to get completely belly-hooed in that fight. I give him credit for showing up. Uh, and as I look at the rest of them, I, you know, I think they're going to be competitive, but I want to do a little study uh, before I, I come out. The other, the other one is Caceres that fights here in the MMA lab against uh, uh, Connor's buddy Lobov. Uh, Lobov's going to get leveled. It's actually with the high school with a guy, Alex Caceres. He was a killer, too. <laughs> Don't mess with any guy named Caceres. You know what? There's a... Uh... You've got uh, interesting uh, women's fight uh, on the undercard as well. Felice Herrig uh, versus Carolina Kolakowicz. Herrig's been on a nice little second win run right now, uh, Lou. And speaking of hot, and I don't say this, you know, oh, it's offensive to say this. It isn't offensive to say this because every second picture that she posts is of her ass. But she's got a great ass, this chick. <laughs> All right, so we'll put it that way with Felice Herrig. She's a tough girl. She's been around forever. And she's always, she's always the underdog. She always has this attitude, oh, I'm going to beat this young girl, and I'm not done yet. And I give her credit uh, for that, Lou. But Carolina, you know, this Kolakowicz chick, she's on another level, man. She's just a little bit below the top, top. I think she can beat anybody else. Normally, I'm not in a hurry to lay minus 200. I see some minus 190s here, but I don't think Felice can beat uh, Carolina. Carolina's going to beat her, man. She's just so much better than she is. I, I read it the exact same way that you do, except that I'm not I'm not going to lay the price. But I do think Carolina is on a different level. I also believe that Harry's last fight, when you see, she got her arm raised against uh, Casey, but I don't think she beat Courtney Casey the way I judged the fight. So she was in a really tight one. Uh, she steps up in class, and I read it the same way you do in that fight. I, I do like Kowalkiewicz, the Polish girl. All right, Lou, so before we get you uh, out of here, the NHL playoffs are around the corner. Uh, you started to gear in yet? Yeah. I know you like your hockey futures. Did you play anything uh, when you were over at the South I, Point this weekend? I did, and I'll share them right here because I, I want you to get the price. Everybody's asleep on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's not forget last Great year with, with a really, really young team. Here comes Tortorella into the playoffs. They were favored in that first series. I even want to think it was Pittsburgh. And they got yep. humiliated, this young this young team. And that, and just like two or three years ago, when the Preds got beat by the Ducks or the Sharks, I think it was the Sharks, in the, in the, the Sharks didn't beat the Preds, Travel did. And last year, inexperienced beat the Blue Jackets. This year, they got no excuses. They're going to be a dog in their first series. 
uh, take them. And they're also a 60 to one uh, <laughs> underdog or 60 to one price that I took at the South Point before I got back to win the cup. That's great value. I also that's took insane. Minnesota that Wild. is insane. I'm seeing them at 18 and to one right 60 now. 60 to one. Yeah. 18. They're a hot team, team too. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, but in Vegas, they also had Vegas at 300 yeah. to one before the year started. They, they got some whack hockey they futures sure out there. Sure do, buddy. Oh it, my god! It, it was a little, you know, Uncle Louie. Uh, you know, if you spot an opportune price, you we dropped take the ball. Not looking at the sheets. <laughs> We did yeah, look I at took, the sheets. I at the they, Columbus was Columbus was fifteen or eighteen to one. At the, I brought the sheets back for the Masters. And another thing, I was supposed to do a bet for Visine Vince on the Jets. They had them at like eight to one, where, where they should be like eighteen to one. Like there's no that's good loot. That's great shopping yeah, you, by you. Great, great shopping. Sixty to one. Yeah, I see the Blue Jets yeah. eighteen to yeah, one. Yeah, right eighteen now. to one. Exactly. Yeah, I got 60-1 to one on them. I got 30-1 to one on the Wild. That's another team like the Blue Jackets that's playing. 22-1, to one, I see season. online. So you got and better then, number uh, there, the too. Left, yeah. the, the last one is on the East. Here's everybody overlooking your Washington Capitals who were chalky last year in the playoffs. Now everybody thinks they're dog meat. 12-1, to one, sign me up. I took them. Oh, that's the one you got ripped off. Fifteen yeah, to one. Yeah. <laughs> you did, your portfolio is still strong. I think, I think you did well, well with your well, number I, shopping. I, I like to get the best of the number, and I flubbed up there. But I still think that Washington, uh, especially that first series, is going to be live. I didn't hear you taking Vegas in any of these teams. <laughs> no, Vegas is a pure fade. In the West, I really I, I took some some position early and tweeted it out two or three weeks ago on the press. The Preds got unfinished business, and they're going to be a, a force to deal with in the West, and I think it's going to be Winnipeg, Winnipeg that challenges them. You see how, what happened last night, Lou, though, before we got Lonnie got hurt last night. They're the best sniper. He took he tried to block a shot like a flamingo, took one. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but uh, the Jets better hope because without him, they're going nowhere. Yeah, they'll put some tape on him. Hopefully yeah. he's back by the playoffs. We'll see. But that's a good point. I wish we could have hang out with Lou more. We only saw him for a little bit, too. Uh, well, His trip was too short. Too short, Lou. But we're all Lou's a busy man. He was in and out of Vegas. We're, yeah. We'll see you again this summer, uh, Lou, either uh, for the IFBC or for the uh, Las Vegas Super Hilton. Uh, maybe I'll come down this time uh, for that golf. Uh, we can go play golf at the Las Vegas nice. Country Club. Uh, but your class act, Lou, is great hanging with you, buddy. Great meeting you both. Have a great week. We'll speak to you next week, guys. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Our boy Scott in Vancouver yeah. making excuses for the local media 
Travel day with no shoot around. Won't be any updates until Casey talks to the media about an hour before tip. It's called a scoop. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, so what, these guys, so it's like, yeah, great. So, in other words, I can just watch Casey's press conference yes. later then and yeah. figure out who's playing. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Update from the golf. The two biggest uh, favorites we talked about. Uh, Rory down to Peter Uline, five up through 12. So this match could be on ice in a few minutes. And DJ trailing to, I like my burgers burnt. Weisberger, burnt Weisberger, one up through 15. DJ on the ropes. Not surprised at all. No, we talk about it. The big guys, guys who are masters favorites and stuff. This is a great tournament to fade those top tier guys, I think. Because, you know, one of them might wait. You like Day? I like Rom. Those are the two picks we have from the chalk at 14 to 1. But, you know, some of these other guys be very careful with. Jason Day was the one favorite that I liked. No, but no, no. He's good. He's good, Gabe. He won his match today. So that's a good start for you. And I got John Rom, and he's up in his match. So as long as we come out of the gate a little bit hot, that's that's good news. But hey, this is great news. If we can get Dustin Johnson and uh, McElroy out of this tournament, that really opens up the door, buddy. All right. We're going to go over all of our best bets uh, for mm-hmm. the day, but it's a uh, time right now. And I don't know. Are you uh, are you at your post, Florio? Florio? All right, How you doing? Stuff. Give us uh, give us that same like uh, music uh, that Nando interrupted the show with uh, yesterday. Oh, uh, I have to find that. It's very oh. game showish. Yeah, we're gonna play. We're gonna play a Toronto Raptor beat writer. Oh, I gotta, he's like I don't know what that is. All right, play uh, play something game showish. All right, jingleish. How's that? You got it. Okay, sounds good. So, Gabe, what are we gonna play today? Oh, we gotta wait for the music. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Wait, gonna wait for music now. Gonna wait for the music. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I, we're, we're not throwing Flory under the bus. We're throwing this on him. It's not bad. Yeah, it's good. It's a welcome to Card Sharks. It's time for another edition of What's in Cam's Bag. I right, just keep the music going. All right, let's uh, let's take. You want to dig in? Let's take a Be look. Be careful. I'm, I'm like customs. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm scared to reach in. All right. A Cam. loose blue bag with uh, what's in there? All right, Cam's got a uh, computer sort of uh, bag. Uh, with a mouse? With yeah. bag. A mouse, yeah. You've got a bunch of point spreads printed on uh, onto paper. Yep, scoresandodds.com. <laughs> what's underneath that? Oh, it's a pizza coupon. Oh, oh, you've got a pizza box. Actually, you've got a box of pizza buried under a lot of stuff in here. Is there... Over under. This is how we play the game. What's in the box? Oh, you're telling this me there's better. not actually pizza in the box. There might be something in the box. All right, open the box. What What's in th- the box? What do you think's in the box? I have no Come idea. Come on, just guess. You could say full piece, crust. Like, give me, give me like the over under. Come on, give me some. This is the fun part of the game. What's in the box? In the Hold box? on, I'll let you. No, I'll let, let you me, let me hold it. Shake it. What's the? Ooh, it's got a little bit of weight. Not a lot. How no, many? I'm saying you're carrying around fried chicken in a box. Good guess. I ate it last night at the Go Stop, Gabe. I ate it while waiting for the train in this box. Has a pizza. Oh, he's got a couple two of slices pizza. of pizza and two crusts. So you, Cam walks around. He's got a pizza box with slices. How long's that box been in there? When did you buy those slices of pizza? Three fourteen Eastern. Oh, this afternoon. Yeah, right. this afternoon. Yeah. Are they still kind of warm in there? Kinda. 
A can uh, Coke in there? You have no concern about, like, your clothes in here smelling like pizza and having, like, pizza on top of your clothes. It's laundry day tonight, Gabe. Don't worry about it. All right, I, got, I, got some, I got some pills. You've got a... I got a big Ziploc full of pills. He's got a big Ziploc. No. He's got a massive Ziploc bag, but with, like, six pills. Yeah, six pills. What, um, what, what pills are those? Uh, they're kind of like a vitamin C energy slash getting a cold thing. Oh, are pill? they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another pizza coupon, more spreads, a blank piece of paper, golf picks. What's up with the printed spreads? I don't know. what I, I got a printer at home now. It's fun to use. Oh, yeah. And for everyone who guesses, free $2 instant lottery ticket. Found that at home. Yeah, that's like your get-out-of-jail-free card. You like to have a lottery ticket. I love there. these little packets of juice. Uh, these are emergencies. Those are good. Oh, yeah, here we go. You said it. A golf shirt. It smells like pizza now, and it uh, looks pretty gross. It's been in there for a few days. Socks. That, that, that shirt went through uh, some damage in Vegas, actually. Mystery pill shirt. bottle. What's in there? Mystery pills. And I got some Zantac, Tylenol, Gravol, and aspirin. <laughs> well, you got a mixture in one bottle there? And one for... And That's like Cam's, uh, Cam's potpourri. Yeah, take a look. All different colors and sizes. Yeah, I take my heart medication in there, too. You can't be stuck. What else do I, I like I got? how you have your heart medication just hey, buddy, look at tossed it. loosely next to an hey, air freshener hey, hey, and I'm an air freshener. pizza in your box. <laughs> yeah. A piece of fabric softener. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Why not? And the best is? Yeah, you've got a bunch of plastic nine bags. Nine bags. Nine bags. Because I don't like to pay 10 cents for bags at the grocery store. So what? You're bringing your own plastic bags yes, to the grocery store? Yes, they always store ask now? me. You like bags? I go, no, I got my own. Thank you. I got a Hall's Mentholiptus. See, the whole point of them charging you for the bag was so you wouldn't use more plastic. You bring plastic to the store. Gloves. Hey, $5 ticket to somewhere. I don't know. I think, oh, yeah, that's from the Golden Nugget uh, Buffet. Cam's got a $5 raffle <laughs> ticket that has no name on it. No, just a just a. What number. are you going to do? Just randomly try the, to use that? The winning that ticket is 781057. You should try to use this at the local Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Mr. Wong, here's my $5 uh, coupon. Game oh, no, Mr. Stewart. The side pocket's the best, though. Oh, the side, oh, oh, you're rocking. Well, your side pocket's oh, yeah. rocking today. Take a look at the McDonald's coupon booklet there. McDonald's that's coupon huge. book, yeah. TD bill for $5,000 on my uh, visa. That's like fun. That. No, nor do I. Circus, circus horse tickets. <laughs> uh, burger coupon for 15 bucks. $15 coupon for the movies. A packet of Fisherman's Friends. Orange Julius gift certificate. Dairy Queen. What else do I got? Dairy Queen's a good look. No, no, it's a good friend. I'm going to tell you something. There's not enough for them around. Listen, They're hard to find. Great point. I'm going to tell you something. It's Dairy not fast Queen, food. It's fast food. Fast food. Fast. And I'll tell you something. Dairy Queen's really up their game. Their chicken tender. You know what? And their gravy is delicious. You can drink it. What else you got in the side? You got a lot of stuff in the side pocket today. Uh, this one's fun. Yep. Bill from the government. Seems like you're carrying all your paperwork with you today. I am. I am going through. I'm doing my books before I see the tax lady, but uh, I owe a lot of money. TD Bank, warning letter for late payments. <laughs> what else do I got? Oh, yeah. The old warning letter. A drink ticket from the bar that we're at. Circus Circus. Can't use that one anymore. Boston Pizza gift certificate. And, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, buddy. You're going to love this one. Random unscratched lottery tickets. <laughs> oh. One, two. Why don't you scratch a couple of them yeah, live? I right now. See what a happens. A $50 gift certificate for Shoeless Joe's. That's what I got paid for. for wait, wait, hey, I'm going to Shoeless Joe's this Saturday. You coming down? I think I might have With to make Jimmy a trip. The bag. Jimmy the bag. What's How can you go What's wrong? in Jimmy's bag? Eh? <laughs> Not this. Yeah. Want to scratch a ticket on air?
stuff that would get him arrested at customs. I'll yeah, tell you we'll that do, much. Want to do a cash for yeah, life? Scratch, okay. scratch. Cam has uh, got a bunch of lottery tickets just random in his I'll back. I'll let you scratch, scratch him, too. No, no, you, you can scratch away. I'll okay. just bring you back. 12 bucks, 12 bucks. I need one more. Come on. One more 12. Let's go 12. No. Nope. One more 12. Just our luck. Two 12s. Uh, two lives. Yeah, there we go. That sucks. <laughs> two lives. Two lives. That I mean, so if you get three cash for life, so you get cash for life. You're never going to win. Life, life, no. Four bucks. You could tell. Just we're losers, man. We're not going to win a scratch ticket. Here we got 50 bucks. Nobody ever wins scratch tickets. No, there, it's a loser purchase. I just, you know, I, I was jonesing to scratch. <laughs> let's see here. It's 20 bucks. Actually, hold on here. Hold, hold the presses. Nope. Thought I won four bucks. Ticket cost four bucks. It's a push. Did you get four dollars your free ticket back? No, no, no. I, didn't get, I got nothing, Gabe. Nothing right now. Uh, Fifty bucks. Whoa, nope, nothing. Lucky symbols. Come on, free Lucky dinner. Lucky symbol. I got a pineapple. <laughs> it's golf. Ooh, go. It's a golf bag. This might be good. Twenty bucks. Seven. Fifty. And nothing. Our boy Stooge tunes in. He goes, the Ziploc bag full of pills made me lose it. Laughing my ass up. No, no. He's got a massive Ziploc yeah, bag. Yeah, like the, the one, like, like the freezer five bag. Five pills at it's the bottom. It's true. I them. should have, like, 500 pills in there. But no, it's, uh... Cam loves his baggies. I like the double bag. I carry things around there. I game. like the fact, though, like, you've got, you've got a plastic bag with, like, nine plastic bags inside the plastic bag. Yeah, I didn't open up this one. Let's take a look. Oh, oh here I it like is. I like the casual late warning. Yeah, late warning for uh, failure payment. <laughs> yeah, this is the best. Your line of credit statement, Mr. Stewart. Oh, no. You didn't pay this month. You're down $15,090.50. Yeah, don't worry. Conflict Diamond made us $473 yeah, yeah. last night. I'll just knock 70 yeah, off we split, the we split half with our new trader. Yeah, so what do we get? Uh, half to 250 125 better than nothing. Wow, I wish I had this in the bag, Gabe. Your Kimbo Slice UFC uh, action figure. Yeah, unopened. That's, that, no, that thing actually I'm might keeping be, it open. No, yeah, that yeah. might be worth money. Poor Kimbo passed away. I know. That thing yeah. actually go down to like uh, Golden, what's that place called? The the Golden Snail comic book shop or whatever. Yeah, you can play What's on Gabe's Counter. Yeah, Kimbo what, yeah, Slice yeah. action figure. Yeah, what's on Gabe's package. Counter? What's on Gabe's Counter? Loose tobacco. An old card. <laughs> Cookies. A Kimbo Slice action figure in bag, a shirt that's unopened. What the hell is that? Punishment. Team Punishment. Oh, yeah. Team Ortiz. He's got Team Punishment here. He's got an old sticker right guard, a half tube of Pringles, gloves, a screwdriver, <laughs> old CDs, a horse magazine. <laughs> An old, a used cigarette butt, 25 cents, <laughs> Buffalo Bills toque, uh, a light bulb. What the hell? That's the best. I love it. You keep your, what the hell, a dustpan. Like, just throw it on the ground. You're keeping a dustpan on the on the countertop. And don't forget, oh, yeah. forget, don't forget the artisan bread. Yeah, don't forget about the uh, the Montreal Expo oh, Russian. No. Oh, that, Who is that? Uh, Galaraga? Pass that him over here. That looks like Andres Galaraga, yeah. Pass him over here. Honestly, if anyone would have guessed, oh, it's a Russian doll. Oh, another one comes out. Oh, this is fantastic. These things, that's really cool, is man. Is there another one? With another oh, one? no, yeah. There's two Andres Galaragas inside his head. There is. I told you. No, that thing's worth money. Oh, no, there's a mini guy. <laughs> you know what sucks? I Dude, that thing is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. This would be good to uh, hide your pills in. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Great call. I need an Andres Galaraga pill this, hide. This. Put them in the bag, Gabe. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's great. 
Yeah, more horse tickets. Uh, yeah, it's, it gets boring after that. Demp's, more uh, Demp's predicted double-stuffed Oreos, a couple of McDonald's, uh, McDoubles, and a bottle of cherry Coke. Close. You got the— uh, Cam doesn't drink Coke. He's a Pepsi guy. No, actually, I'm drinking a Coke today. It was on sale. When it's three ninety nine, I switch allegiances, buddy. Craig Martin says that the gravy is so good you could drink it, <laughs> said Cam Stewart. I did. Oh, Dairy Queen's gravy is top of the food chain. It's really good. It's it's bordering KFC right now. Like in a battle of like gravy gold, I'm in. All right, Tristan Thompson and Rodney Hood out for the Cavaliers. Oh, you and uh, Steam Shrimps, uh, you guys put multiple lineups uh, together tonight, right? I got, I, got a, I got a hockey lineup for you guys, too. I don't know what gives you a better, a bigger headache, man. Vince Neal's Dockeries or NBA DFS? <laughs> I know. Serious. It's it's tough. Like, it's, ooh, like, yeah, yeah, like really, man. It's it's freaking ridiculous. You try to put together a lineup earlier in the day and it's like, man, you're playing against you're playing against all these injuries and all these new options right now. So what happens if you put a lineup in and nobody is it void? Because for, for sometimes if you put it in, they give you your money back. No, you get screwed. Really? Yeah, you get screwed. So like the other night, Tyreek Evans was uh was a late scratchy. You don't get any points for him, and there's it's no a nightmare. That's an absolute nightmare. What they should do, though, is if call he, it void. If he hasn't played yet, if he hasn't played yet, you should be able to, to insert slide another else player in who has not played instead yet. Instead of shutting yes, the whole thing, I down. agree a hundred percent. And you're probably not going to get the guy you want, but it's better than nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Remember, I tried in like 59.5 seconds, and I thought yeah, I... Sure, yeah, Because it went green, and like it did a different color, but it didn't really seem to matter. Like, <laughs> Listen, we've already... Look at this. We know we got listeners today, guys, and we appreciate you tuning in. Look at this already. <laughs> Gabe, I'll take that Kimbo slice for 50 bucks. No, Mark, we love you. <laughs> More. I think you probably get... I think you can get that... Uh, I think you can probably get... All right, Cam, what's on the floor over there? There's a bunch of unopened. Oh yeah, hold on. You want me to, yeah, go, go. to go try? Come on, tell me. Do I have another Kimbo here? Yeah, hold on. While is we go, while we go, well before break, oh, take Cam a look. Oh, take a look at oh, those. No. Buddy, I'm going to give you one actually. Oh. You know what? Don't don't worry about it. KFC. I've already flagged the four best coupons. Two got your name on it, buddy. Hold on. Let me go look for what's in the corner. I feel like ordering from KFC right now, even though it's expensive, man. I got to tell you, a bucket of chicken would kick our ass right now. What else do we have there? I've got an unopened Forrest Griffin. Got a lot of dust on them, though. We gotta, we gotta clean these up. Come on, Morancy. Like, what do you do? It's almost like you buried these guys alive there. It's like it's got like a film. Uh, Tito Ortiz not really yeah. worth anything. No, nah, actually, you know what? It might be just for the Tito Ortiz. The whole factor. thing with Kimbo. You got a lot of miscellaneous flags too. You really like cheering for other countries <laughs> for the World Cup. Uh, Gabe's got an Argentinian flag, I think. There, I think I see something from South America. Yeah, do you, you like flags? No, I, I used to, it was from the last World Cup. I had the flag for every country in the oh, World Cup. Nice, nice. Yeah. Good I'm call. an international man. And a Proline uh, mini knapsack I see on your shirt. That's shoes. the worst knapsack it, ever. It's, it can't you even can't hold even it. You can't even put a computer in it. Oh, Who yeah. makes a backpack that you can't put it? Like, what am I supposed to put in that? That's my point. Proline tickets? Yeah, yeah that's about it. It fits, know what it fits at most? A five-pound bowling ball, but not a 10. Like, it is small, small, small. Very small. Yeah, I like Mark T, but 50 seems a little low. Uh, it's actually a pretty good offer. I don't know what it's worth. I think the action figure to begin with is about 25 bucks. I'm just taking off the dust. I'm not really looking to move it, though. I like Kimbo Slice. You know what? This one's actually in really good shape. Looks, uh, looks right. good. What's, yeah. what's the name of this? What company made this? Uh, it's one? UFC. It's actually called UFC 
Ultimate Collector, ages five and up, Kimbo Slice. <laughs> ages five and up. Uh, How much is a Kimbo Slice? And, and there's five in the collection. Action. You could have had BJ at uh, Prodigy Pen, Michael the Count Bisping. You got Forrest Griffin and Tito. Actually, you know what? You have three of the six. I have them, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. All right, UFC Deluxe, uh, here it is, Amazon. Yeah, I like T-shirts and bags, too, Gabe. You just keep your T-shirts in. Uh, it's kind of like they're comic books. <laughs> like, oh, are they going to go up in value? Dude, Tito Ortiz sent me, like, 20 T-shirts once to give away to people. Yeah. I got two of them left. I don't want well, to... uh, well, why don't we give a punishment shirt sure. away to somebody? Because but you got to pay, your... pay the shipping and handling. <laughs> That's right. If you pay the shipping and handling, <laughs> Gabe will send you a punishment yeah, T-shirt. Exactly. In bag. Not yeah, still, worn. Still in the bag. Yeah, Team punishment. I fear Tito Ortiz fan. Still in the bag. <laughs> Where'd you put my coupons, friend? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get too quick with those. Hey, sorry. That's, uh, oh, you just said you were giving them to me. Actually, no, I got, I'm going to give you. Oh, you're giving yeah. me a few coupons. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole booklet. That coupon booklet looks like it's two years old, bro. Like, uh, where's where's the, the, where's the expiration uh, Incorrect. Expires April 22nd. This is fresh from my mailbox yesterday. <laughs> it just looks that beat up. No, yeah, let's keep it in the bag. You want four pieces and fries for $7.69? What are you looking for? A bucket? A barrel? What do you need? Oh, man, it looks like I got a pretty unique one here. Yeah? Yeah, it's actually yours is from the older model. Very interesting. I told you, these things might be worth money. Okay, we're going to track this down. We're going to try to figure out what this is worth. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Uh, we're trying to find a value of this. I can tell you one thing, though, from a guy I've that... I've seen it as high as $99, yeah, no. but I've got a more limited one that's... than the one that's out there, and since he's dead, it's, it's actually a market. I keep clicking. They're like, no, it's sold out, sold out, sold out. From a guy that knows collectibles, I told you, like, I had old comic books and hockey... I still got hockey, football, baseball cards in my uh, FootJoy box at home, and uh, for a desperate situation, they will be sold. But I'm going to tell you, your Kimbo Slice uh, action figure is more realistic. It's thicker. The other ones are more, <laughs> no, the other ones are more like G.I. Joe's, where yours is actually a more, like, it's a bulkier product. You know, for the one I got, worth though, about 40 more bucks. It's more limited. We, we're going to get to the bottom of this. It's, it's, you know, it's not like finding Joe Montana autographed football UFC stuff, but... We're, we're poking around Did here. I tell you the time I had a Joe Montana rookie card and a guy took it from I had a flea market or basically a garage sale when I was a kid because my dad's a hoarder. He's got like 17 shovels, 37 hammers. I, uh, some guys like you got sports cards. I was a kid. Took me to the cleaners. Gabe Dan Marino rookie, Joe Montana rookie, Warren Moon rookie. Guy took me for about five grand. I'd like to kill, kill that guy if I could ever find him. Is that Tony, uh, Tony lurking yet? Lurking. Is Tony normally, I, normally I hear him breathing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, there's lurking. A, there's the usually van. like big noise or something like that going on. Yeah, I don't think he's lurking yet. I think uh, he's he he he'll be around. He'll be lurking soon though, very soon. 
Uh, Drusilla, uh, New York, uh, says, we've gone from playing what's in Cam Stewart's bag to old school Wheel of Fortune, selling stuff off of Morenci's studio floor. I like it. And what else do I have on the floor we can uh, sell? I, I gotta, unfortunately, those flags aren't going to get you much. <laughs> that Pro-Line knapsack might get you 10 cents. Um, yeah, that Michigan shirt I actually wore the other day, that microphone is a looks like a piece of junk. That's like one from a, like a kid's store. That's about two bucks. Uh, you got a pair of pants by the door, tearaways. Somebody might, you know, if, if they're fans of yours, they might want to wear what Morenci wore. I don't know. You probably get 10 bucks for those. And uh, yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't searched. Actually, you know that, what the best is? That bag is pretty interesting. Take the clothes off the top of the bag. There's a uh, lot of crap. Well, in I was going to go actually to the garbage bag, but I think you want to go to the hockey bag. Yeah, check what's in that hockey bag. I'm okay. not really even sure. It's heavy. It's pretty heavy. That's oh why I can't move it. God. Like, what, I got to go go work out here? You got a lot of clothes here. I'm just going to throw them down. Okay, you got a manila envelope with nothing in it. You got a <laughs> Buffalo Bills hat, like, from the Chalk Nuck style. Like, chalk, One of those, like, free yeah, Budweiser Yeah, that's hats. like a free Budweiser that's Bills hat. Floor, yeah. Actually, I kind of like it, though. It's like a good old man hat. You should have gave it to the Jayhawk fan. <laughs> yeah. he, he likes those type of hats. And I found a cable with some... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. That's Mike. a really, that's a very thick cable. You probably get five bucks for the cable. My cable. God, I got to open this thing. Tell me there's no old hockey equipment in there. I don't uh, even know. What is it? It's a nice bag, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got a fake replica World Cup statue. <laughs> you got press credentials from the party grand opening weekend at a bar called The Pint. <laughs> I've been there, actually. 40 Cent Wings on Raptor and Leaf Nights. Well, let me see that. What yeah, it's actually, that? I don't even know the idea. What is, I didn't see you there. Uh, let me see here. An opening party weekend, a pine in Vancouver. I don't remember that. No, in you Toronto. Have, in Toronto, oh, really. You have a newspaper. What's the date of that? Random newspaper. Goins, Goins, gone. Walk off Homer in 10th. Wins it for first place, Jays. Wednesday, September 2nd, 2015, random paper. So when the Jays uh, did some damage, yeah, there you go. It's a playoff Hold on, edition. let me see this. Bag. Let me see the paper. Okay, there might be something in there. Then why would I have a random paper? You have an AT&T. My San ex-girlfriend. Actually, I want this. You have an AT&T San Diego Chargers headband. Take a look, look at that. Yeah, don't throw this here. I don't want this all over the place. You got a deck of cards <laughs> called Monopoly Millionaire Card Game. I don't know what the hell that is. God, man, what the? F <laughs> Just a lot of like packages. Who gets a package in the mail and doesn't even open it? You haven't opened this. Like, there's some. It's from Mike Cardano. Like, uh, what's I don't know. Mike, it feels this? like a T-shirt. I didn't even see that. Oh my God, dude! <laughs> what are you doing? Oh my God! <laughs> you got a package from like you. Yeah, you got a birthday card from me. Is this thing gonna blow up on me? I have no idea. Marenzi. Old business cards. Oh, this one's good. The Little Book of Bad Taste by Carl Shaw. It's pink. Let's see that book. Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know. The Little Book of Bad Taste. Bats. The Man Behind the Miracle with an all-new afterword on the amazing 1986 championship season. Of the wow. Bats. Look at this one. Wow. I, 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 I'm speechless. Uh, cables. Listen to this. The little book of bad taste here, Kip. A photograph of clam chowder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Old business cards. It's like pawn. Uh, that it, show. Oh, my God. Look we found. You got there. Uh, Sports Rage, September 23rd, 24, two shows on CD. 
Isn't that cool? So yeah, this one's history. Yeah, this one is Sports Rage, Jan 30, 11.30 p.m. Oh, my God. It just never ends. A Sunshine Girl. Friday Football Bonanza, Toronto Sun, Friday, November 28, 2014. 14. Coward just left us there. Why do I have? Hunt for a lowlife who hit sisters with SUV, lied that he would call 9-1, then fled while the 16-year-old was unconscious on the road. Why do not I have a sports section there. Why do I have a newspaper from 2014? Like, this is the junk I'm carrying around. Empty book. To write your, there's not one thing in there. Just no, an that's, empty that's notebook. Cool. Actually, you know what? Keep that keep one that out. One you one might out need here. that for if you have come up with an idea or a lyric. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow, you love your random papers. What's this one? Release the hounds. Friday, yeah. Like, what the hell? You got papers from 2014. Like, you're not even in them. It's just the Montreal Alouettes, proud papa. Oh, ex-NFLer Steve Tasker, overjoyed at the chance to come to Vancouver and watch his boy Luke play for the breakup. <laughs> random. Wow. Random newspapers. Man. Yeah, I really got to go through, like, in control. The rebirth of an NFL legend, Thomas Hollywood Henderson. <laughs> in control. Great, great cover shot. Wow. I, I can't go through your bag anymore, man. It's just, it's really heavy, and there's a lot of stuff in there. It's a lot of crap in there. Whew. Wow, that, that, that tired me out. Great. I didn't, I didn't even know you went to the grand opening of this bar. I don't know. I don't remember that. Can I have this AT&T uh, Chargers headband? I, I think you'll probably give it to Jeff. I think it was I think it was Firebreaks. Yeah, well, it's yours now. I think I scooped it. I think it was just there. <laughs> You're like, I scooped right, it in the might, back. Might, I might as well take some. <laughs> yeah, like I'm wearing a Chargers headband. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we're, going, we're going to work out. <laughs> Stu oh. says what's in the bag works with anybody. Yeah. We just need mystery bags. We want to find out, uh, like Stooch just said. What's in uh, Tony's bag? He says, tell Tony when he comes on to just grab a bag out of his uh, out of his place. We want to find out what's in Tony's bag. I like it. I like it. I went through Portuguese Joe's bags the other day. It's it's really weird. He's got all sorts of weird stuff. I wouldn't be there. going through Portuguese Joe's uh, bags. No, no, it's fine. He said, go dad, grab the bag. Like Everything's cool. There's just uh, a lot of stuff in there. A lot of documents. <laughs> There's probably some stuff you're better off not knowing. That's true. Very true. All right, so DeMarco Rosen is playing. Hey, yeah, good reports there. Beat writers told you he was going to play. I could have just told you that. He is going to play. Yeah, he is playing. So now we like the Raptors now. Now we like the Raptors. What's the line now? Good question. Let's go check it out here on the Oh, they went from plus one and a half to minus one and a half. Yeah, let's just... Still, the Raptors minus 125 on the money line. Yeah, I see, I see a 120 here. Yeah, minus one and a half, 120. So pretty oh. low. Total 227. We're playing it. We're total, in. Total 227. In We're in. Game. We just clicked it. Perfect. No turning back. Nope. No turning back now. Looks like, uh, yeah, wow, this is, oh, God. Just, you can put the kiss of death on my God. Rory's just won two holes in a row. Oh. Come on. It's not over yet. Anyway, but. Uh, Did Fleetwood lose? It's yeah, official? Yeah, Fleetwood's done. Yeah. He lost. Good stuff, Fleetwood. Might as well bet, bet on Stevie Nicks to stay sober. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine through the orifice. <coughs> what else do we got here? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Ah, come on. Yeah. Um, I know I know. Uh, Dustin Johnson's in big trouble. I think he might have lost. So, yeah. Yeah, Matthew, yeah. Dustin Johnson lost to Burnt Weisberger. 52 beating a one. Matthew Fitzpatrick is up uh, two up through nine against uh, Kyle Stanley. Mm-hmm. Curadash, uh, Alfred Barnrat. He's our guy. One up through 11 against Shez Reevee. 
uh, your boy Rafa Cabrera Bello, uh, one up through 12 against uh, Kodaya. And uh, Brian Harmon, one up through 14 against uh, Johnny Vegas, yeah, who's John, uh, not from Vegas. He's from Colombia. Hey, correct. I know, but his name's Johnny Vegas, like, which baffles me. Well, Jonathan. Jonathan? Yeah, it's yeah, it's more like Jonathan, but Jonathan. It's, John, yeah, it's John, Jonathan Vegas. Yeah, it's just a great last name, Vegas. It's like Jonavision. Yeah. Jonathan Torrance. Jo- Johnny Vegas. It's a great name. Oh, I know. That's like that's the thing. Just, like, yeah, yeah. You're Johnny Vegas. Exactly. You're exactly right. I like the Raptors tonight too. I'll, I'll uh, if it stays. Uh, I'd love it to stay under. Uh, just take them on the money line. You don't, don't have to lay one and a half. Take the twenty cents. Let's share some of the picks that I have so far here this evening. Western Kentucky plus six. Hilltopping. Yeah, you know, right, going hilltopping. The thing with this one, what I don't like is. The Hilltoppers played in Los Angeles, California on Monday night and beat the USC Trojans as five-point underdogs outright. Yep. They're not an NBA team. They're not used to traveling like this. They're not used to playing like, oh, we're in L.A. one night, and now uh, where are they? They're in uh, Oklahoma City, Stillwater. So now suddenly they're in Stillwater tonight. Yet, I don't know, they're kids. There's adrenaline. I don't know if it's a trap. I was going to avoid it. I'm going to go with the over, too. Let's go Western Kentucky plus the six and Western yeah. Kentucky and uh, Oak State over 149. And I tell you what, I was on a Utah Utes uh, the other night against LSU. They, they smashed murdered them. them in the first half. The game was over. They're going to give St. Mary's some problems. It's six and a half. I'll buy the half point up to seven. Actually, down to six in some spots. Uh, so people it? aren't stupid. Is it? Is yeah. it really right now? Let me yeah, I got it. the live line. Six, uh, 140 is the total. Oklahoma State, the line opened up at four and a half, went up to five, five and a half. Now, you said it, six flat, laying 15 cents. No, I'm saying six and a half here. Really? Okay. No, yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, we're on different sites. I'm on scoresandodds.com. You're on, uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Same. Six and a half yep. and six and a half. Could so be a big hook. Going to make them both up to seven by that half point. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. Western Kentucky at Oklahoma State, that's a very, very tough game. But Utah's a dangerous team. We watched them play this year. But you you brought up a good point about St. Mary's. Didn't you say, our season is a write-off if we can't win this tournament? Like, basically, they're yeah. all they're, St. Mary's is all in. The Gales are all in in this game. Utah, they're okay. Yeah, just because teams are all in doesn't mean they win. They're a pretty good team, though. St. Mary's is pretty good. I've been in all in on a lot of games and uh, <laughs> haven't won. I've been all in on uh, with relationships and didn't yeah, win. I've yeah. been all in on a lot of jobs and didn't win. I'm, a, I'm all. I've I'm, been all in on a lot of things. I'm an all in guy too, buddy. It's it, it hurts. I know. <laughs> Being all in, all in blows. It'll, all, it, it'll hurt you. All in. Oh, yeah, it's good to be all in, but yeah, that doesn't always end. Hey, listen, I'd rather be all in than never in. Exactly. You never take a chance. You haven't lived. You'll right? get ahead. Exactly. You got to take chances in life. It's like Bobby Riggs says, life's a gamble. It is. It's a big gamble. We're having a good week, though. I want to keep the train rolling. Uh, last night, Gabe had a piece of the Boston Celtics on the weird line. I know a lot of people like Oklahoma City. Crazy ending to that ball game. Two missed free throws and then the basket. And uh, you took? Did you take the points with Portland or money line? Both. Oh me. Uh, so uh, Peter paid Paul. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I got greedy and I took uh, some more in game and I screwed it up. But yeah, I went two. I could have went two. I actually went three and two in the game still. All right, so looking at the NBA numbers tonight, Philadelphia 76ers are 13 point favorites over the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies are a beaten-down team and stuff, but I'm just not interested in laying 13 nope. pass. And it's minus 1,200 on the money line, so there's no need. I'm not even going to mess with it with parlays. Toronto Raptors, now that DeMar is in, Lowry's in. Um, I'm not sure about Van Fleet, actually. We'll find out about Van Fleet. I don't think Van Fleet's playing, and I think C.J. Miles might be out, actually. But um, Hood is out. Corver's out. Tristan Thompson's out. It's just 
whatever, man. It's the it's NBA. It is what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll finalize these injuries with Tony Sincata in a couple of minutes. But for betting purposes, I like the Raptors, Cam. Um, you know, there was a look ahead last night against Orlando. They still won they the still game won. Yep. They're just a better team than the Cleveland Cavaliers are. Charlotte and Brooklyn, I'm not, I don't have a lot of interest in this one. The Knicks in Miami, I don't want to lay 10. I've been riding the heat wave. They've been good to me, but I'm not laying a 10 spot. Nope. Denver Nuggets laying a nine and a half on the road against the Chicago Bulls. A lot of points. Sure is. I have no faith in Denver covering that number. They've been playing in some long games. They had that double overtime game against Miami, too, where we were both on Miami and they covered. I Tough hate game. doing Tough this. Game. I got to take the Bulls plus nine and a half. Yeah, well, sometimes they. Bad teams can cover. It's out of it's, principle. It's, it's well, a, look, it's, it's like the Dallas Mavericks last night covered. Yep. What uh, Indiana Pacers and Pelicans, that's a tough game. I like the Pacers there. I, I, the lines moved, though. The Pelicans have gone from a favorite to Indiana's now the favorite in that game. You know, why is that? Because people knew that the smart uh, people are betting. Yeah, exactly. Tough, tough, tough. Spurs and Wizards. Spurs. So what, what, yeah, you can look at it and say, well, they're trying to trap you in about yeah. betting the, pay, the Pelicans. That's what they're doing. They're saying, hey, we'll give you the Pelicans plus one. How come you don't take it? I don't want it. You know where the way to go in that game is? Over 220. That's what you do with that game. Pacers, Pels, over 220. The P. Diddy parlay of the night. Tapped it by the Wizards, plus six. 